the way. We wanted men. Hey, Glenn, how does Darth Vader like his steak cooked? <laughs> On the dark side? No. Well, dun, 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 <laughs> dun, 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 dun. It's been a minute since we've done some good dad jokes, man. Yeah. That's the only Star Wars dad joke that I've got. So. I haven't found any good Star Wars dad jokes lately. It's no. been. It's all like normal dad jokes. Yeah. Just regular old poop jokes. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Poop jokes. So how's your how's week? week? Eh, it, it was kind of uneventful, except for, you know, we booked tickets <laughs> on an airplane sometime in May to go somewhere and out west that we have no tickets to go to. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to see a convention from outside. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Please, sir, let us in. Please. I just want some more. <laughs> We just need more Star Wars, sir. <laughs> Jesus. One thing at a time. Yeah. We're out there and we got a place to sleep. So. Right. Now what to see and do is another thing. Right. I, I figure if we just stand there really poorly, that somebody will be like, hey, I got extra tickets or something. But if, the, if you guys hadn't put two and two together yet, we booked <laughs> our flights to be out in California at Celebration. Um, it, it was kind of funny. I was talking to my wife. We, you know, we were, we were talking about with Narayan about getting the club table. And, you know, when my wife started thinking about it, she goes, you know, we probably should go ahead and just book the tickets just in case, because we can get a cheap flight now and we'll just get non-refundable and blah, 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 blah. You know, we'll cover our bases. We'll pay a little bit more for the flights, but we'll get, the, I mean, we'll get the refundable ones that way. If, if, you know, the club table doesn't happen, we can always cancel it. Well, that, in about an after about an hour after she booked the flight, she goes, you know, you and Jason should just go out there and hang out. And even if you can't get tickets to celebration, just go hang out. I'm like, yeah. I'm not going to complain. Right. <laughs> so I, I figure, you know, at the very least we'll, you know, maybe be able to pick up a ticket for a day, but then that leaves us time to go to Disney world or right. Disneyland. If your wife lets you. It's not about it's not about <laughs> letting me. It's about do I really want to do that? Because she's been dying to go to Disneyland for so long, and I don't know. Yeah, maybe I'll just do it. I don't. I don't know. We'll see. We'll just we we just won't tell her. Maybe <laughs> she doesn't listen to the podcast, so she would never know. <laughs> she she wouldn't see a picture of me and you at the castle with our thumbs up. She'd be like, "That doesn't look like Disney World." I'll just put a mustache on, <laughs> and Glenn's with someone else. I don't know who that is. We'll get some, uh, yeah, work shirts with different names on them. Yeah, She'll never know. Right, that's not Jason. That's someone no. else. But I am. I have been looking, and I told my wife, like we were. I was just thinking about it last night, going to Disneyland, and I was like, I thought Galaxy's Edge was in California Adventure, but then come to find out, it's in Disneyland, which that just checks off even more boxes to why the hell not go. And then I start looking at the hotel, and you know, and I'm like, look, the convention center's here, and. Disneyland's across the street. And I'm yeah. Like, Damn it. You know? Yeah. I'm excited. Can't I wait. Am. I'm trying. <laughs> Go I'm, I mean, there's a couple months between now and then, so I'm not getting too excited because there's just so much that can happen between then. But I'm, I'm, I'll be excited. I can't. I can't. Yeah. It'll, it'll hit me probably about May when everything is still, you know, we get the thumbs up. And uh, I think. March one is when March first is when they were supposed to find out about the club table, which I don't see why we shouldn't get a club table, but you know, weird things have weirder things have happened. Yeah. So we'll see. I I, I don't I, I have a totally cool feeling that we'll be able to get in at least Thursday or Friday if we can't get, you know, tickets another way. Somebody will be there with an extra ticket that we'll be right. able to make a deal on. And there's always room sales and there's 
you know, Disneyland and, you know, I've started looking and then I'm like, how far are we from my wife was like, you should go to the pier. And I look and it's an hour, you know, the Santa Monica pier is an hour from where we're going to be. I'm like, eh, that's probably not going to happen. An hour in good traffic or an hour in bad traffic? Uh, it was, question. Yeah, exactly. And then you got to pay for an Uber because we're not going to rent a car because who wants to pay, you know, five, six hundred bucks for a car and pay another 50 bucks a day to park it. Right. No, thank you. Yeah, we'll just Uber and. Yeah, it's like a five. You're looking and it's like we're five minutes away from Disneyland from the hotel. And I'm just, damn it. <laughs> yep. Jeez. I've never been, so I'm excited. Um, it's definitely a, a bucket list trip. Just being to California is a bucket list trip, but I definitely, I want to try to trick, click, uh, check off a few things while we're out there. Yeah. Cause there's nothing worse than you go somewhere and you're, you see a convention center for four days instead right. of, yeah. Right. Yeah. The con. <laughs> con crud you got to step away from the convention for a little bit to get some fresh air so we'll see what happens but yeah, yeah. i'm excited yeah it'll be it'll be a fun trip <laughs> it's just it's funny how crap works sometimes it went yeah. from no you can't go to here let's book just your tickets book and, you're gone yeah <laughs> it's over <laughs> i'm like all right oh we were i was talking um because I'm like, okay, since I'm flying, I can't bring, you know, get a whole bunch of stuff. And she just laughed at me. She goes, really? Because, you know, a four-inch figure is going to cost as much as something, you know, huge. So knowing you, I'm like, yeah, you're right. Well, Narayan will be bringing an extra suitcase. <laughs> of course he will. For all you the swag. A, the, yeah, that's what we kind of did for um, when we went to Philadelphia. We had an extra suitcase and then you just, well, did I? No, I had a backpack. I packed my backpack in my suitcase. So going there, I had an extra like thing to carry with me. So on the way back, I had extra space to bring stuff home. Okay. And it's a good thing I did that because I had more stuff that I intended to bring <laughs> home. And I'm sure that's going to be the same for celebration. So yeah, because I, 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 my wife has done that where you pack a duffel bag in your suitcase. Yeah. But I don't know. I have to figure it out because then Narayan wants me to bring the, the banner if we get a club table. And I'm like, dude, that banner's huge. Hold a fit of the suitcase. I don't know. I may have to order a smaller banner for the club table. And he's like, we need a game and we need a wheel and we need this. I'm like, oh, dude, we're flying. We don't have room for all that crap. Yeah. But I'm kind of putting the cart before the horse, but we'll figure it out. We need to get through Joanna first or Toylana first. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> gotta get through the paint, the uh, the auction, the charity auction, the painting auction thing. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot to do, so we'll get through it. Yes, it'll be a fun, fun couple of months. Yeah. Did you pick anything up this week? Tickets to California. <laughs> That's pretty big, yeah. But I mean, like, <laughs> have you added to that room back there behind you at all? No, I haven't <laughs> added to the room lately. Uh, the, the ABT yard sale kind of did us in for the month. Yeah. I, uh, picked up and this is kind of a momentous occasion. I picked up number 41 in the red box line, the Tuscan Raider. Nice. Uh, for black series, which means that I have, every, I don't know if this is bragging worth bragging, but I have every single black series in the red box now. All right. Wouldn't you think my collection's complete? <laughs> it's not gonna be complete no it's not it's not because then you're gonna have they're gonna release something else and then i don't know what i did i maybe i was distracted at work i placed an order for migs mayfield which arrived what last week uh-huh um uh, black series and then i maybe i thought i put in princess leia in my cart but i put in another migs mayfield <laughs> so, so now i have two migs I do have that new Stormtrooper from Rogue One, the Jetta Trooper, and then uh -huh. I have Bib Fortuna Black Series. So I picked those up this week. Awesome. So I guess at the next Powder Springs, Target will throw out in the back of my my car because I got this Migs Mayfield. I have a bunch of vintage collection that I forgot to cancel. So <laughs> that's why I don't like pre-order. Pre-order because. Yeah, it, I'm still waiting for the Boba Fett to show up because you're seeing it showing up in the foreign markets, uh, the the droids Fett, and uh, I'm hoping I real the only really paint the repaint I want is I want the Kenner Deco droid uh, Fett because that just yeah. looks awesome. Yeah, it looks good, and I'm not willing to spend ten thousand dollars for the original one. Right, ten thousand. That's it. 
I thought. Who knows? I mean, it's been a couple months since I last <laughs> checked, so it could be 12. Are you talking about the, the Black Series one, right? No, the original Droids Fet. Oh, oh yeah. The original Droids Fet is expensive. Yeah, it is about 10 to 12. Yeah. I've got a fake, not a fake one, but I've got a custom one. It looks pretty awesome. And everybody comes into my collection room and they're like, oh my God. I'm like, dude, it's a custom. It'll be, don't, don't freak out too much. So it's repo. Yes. <laughs> you can cut that out if you want to. I don't know if you want to promote <laughs> but, the fact that you have that. Well, Narayan gave it to me. So. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> Is there like a tell on the back or something that's Dude, says... I, you can't tell. It, oh. you, it looks really good. Oh. I think you can look at the coin and they made the date on the coin maybe weird, but that's about the only way. And oh. you gotta have a magnifying glass to see it. Oh. it. Yeah. Oh, the bubble's not yellow too. I mean, Probably that's pretty <laughs> typical to there with that figure. <laughs> there you go. Doesn't have a yellow bubble. That's your tell. Yeah. And then and then yesterday I was out um, helping pack books for the Vintage Collection Archive book. Yeah, how'd that all, go? All good. All the books were in. Um, I was helping them unload from the truck into their storage. They had about, I don't know, a bunch of pallets of books, heavy-ass books. <laughs> books heavy, heavy, heavy books that we moved for a couple hours, and then we went back to the place where they are packing them up and Jerry was there. So we we did about 75 books that night. Um, we got a little slowed down unloading the books themselves and, and moving them into the warehouse unit, mm -hmm. storage unit. So we didn't pack as many books as we wanted to. But, you know, they were able to do a lot in the background while Jerry and I were packing books, making sure everyone had their poster, their coins, their bookmarks, their pet portfolios. Um and extra items that we packed in Ooh. yeah so yeah we did 75 last night um they're doing more today it's josie's birthday today so i can't go over there we got some things planned and then tomorrow i'm going back over there and we're going to try to do as many as we can um, that's if the ice holds off well i have a shovel i'll shovel my way there if I have to. <laughs> you're going to park at the top of your driveway yeah yeah that's a good point i should do that tonight um <laughs> Just in case, just in case we need to get like bread or something. Yeah. But yeah, so that was, that was fun. It was good to hang out and talk about, you know, the old days at Rebel Scum, talk about the book itself and their, um, the angle that they took. They wanted to tell a story. They wanted to be encyclopedic. Is that a, is that a word? Encyclopedic? That's what hey, they were going for. They were going for encyclopedic. So. Yeah. They're going for, um, they want it to be an encyclopedia, but at the same time, they're telling the story of the vintage collection, starting from its inception to today. They talk about the characters, the design work, why things changed, why um, pegs might be the, the joint pegs um, for knees and elbows, why the colors might be off a little bit for some of the figures. You know, sometimes it's a design choice based on budgetary issues. You know, they don't have money to have separate peg holes. Uh, pegs for the elbows and, and legs so it's like you take the matching peg for the elbows you take matching pegs for the knees because you can't have both so design changes like how did anakin skywalker vc13 become darth vader um things like that so it was great um to help them out and i can't wait to do two more tomorrow awesome we'll get these books out to people because they deserve it right sweet have you That's ever always been it's always fun to come across a name you, you recognize. <laughs> and you're like, I know that dude. I know that dude. Uh, oops. How did two things get in there? Uh-oh. <laughs> Why is there a love note from Jason in my book? <laughs> <laughs> Have you been here during an ice storm? I know, and I know you're from New York, so you've driven on ice and crap before, but have yeah. you ever... Uh, yeah, when we first moved, we got some ice one winter, and we couldn't get up the driveway. Okay. Awesome. Yeah, I've wrecked a car and wrecked a couple of cars in ice. It's not fun. Believe it or not, Grand Theft Auto 5, playing oh. that over and over again and just being an <laughs> ass, the, the, the realism in that game helps you helped me prepare for skidding out. Uh-huh. 
So when I was in Syracuse, there was a couple times when you'd skid out and you just got to, like, you keep your cool. I, I kept my cool and you just, you know, go the other way. You don't hit the brakes. You, you keep driving. Because mm-hmm. that's the number one thing people do in ice storms. Uh-huh. They'll slam on the brakes. Oh, no, I'm spitting out of control. They slam. And then they just continue to, to roll. Whereas if you just continue rolling with without hitting the brakes, you have more control of the car and you can regain control. Right. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I just remember, uh, what was it? I've been here six, it was like seven, eight years ago. They had a big ice storm that kind of hit in the middle of the work day. And I heard about like, that. Yeah. Nine hours to get home. Yeah. I know somebody who slept in a, a waffle house because they just couldn't leave. They were stuck yeah. for like 24 hours before they got home. Right. At, at least you'd have food. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was crazy. But I wasn't there for that. No, it was not fun. But that's why people are a little over careful, I'll say this time. I mean, you go into Publix, there is no bread. Right. People are preparing for the worst. And uh, even if we get uh, ice down here, you know, in a couple of days, it'll be water. Right. I think it'll be clear by Monday. But Yeah, it won't be a couple of days. It'll be the next day. So, yeah. it's You get weird weather and it always happens around this time of year. So I guess we'll see what happens. Uh, a couple things from the last episode of the Smuggler's Galaxy podcast to clarify. F. Fontman was not on the sail barge in old <laughs> EU. Um, apparently, he told Jabba not to uh, to go on the sail barge because Luke was dangerous. But there isn't a photo of him on the sail barge. So we don't know if he's on the sail barge in the new EU. I mean, that's never been defined. <laughs> we really need to come up with some kind of segment of narayan fixing our what we say wrong on the podcast or what we he knows this stuff <laughs> he does because it seems like a, you can always tell when he listens to the podcast and we'll get messages going you guys said this wrong and it's stuff that he's the only one that would know but we have to come up with some kind of tasteful way of doing you know yeah narayan fixed this in the last episode <laughs> <laughs> some people place dengar on the barge um, but there's stories where they say he left the palace before the barge left. He left Java's palace, but he was in Java's palace. So who knows there? Uh, Pody Snick, Snicket was on the skiff, um, but I don't think we see him fall into the Sarlacc. So maybe he drove off on a skiff. I, I don't know. I think both skiffs were destroyed. Well, no, the one was destroyed. The other one was driven off by Lando and crew. Right. Obi-Wan Kenobi did give Black Curse Kersantan is Scar in Star Wars number 20. Um, Jabba, Jabba hires the Wookiee to find the person who roughed up his men in the desert. So the bounty hunter goes out into the desert to try to find the person. And all he finds is Uncle Owen and he thinks it's him. And he nearly kills Uncle Owen until Obi-Wan Kenobi shows up to uh, protect him. Mm-hmm. Um, he tries using the mind trick on the bounty hunter to, you know, like, go home. This is not your fight or whatever. But it doesn't work, and they, the fight ensues, and um, Obi-Wan does give him the scar at that point. So we've seen it in the comics. Will we see it in the show? I I don't I, know. Why else would they be bringing him into Book of Boba Fett? Yeah, but we've already seen it, and they seem to be doing original content for TV. So, you know, will we see Darth Maul in the Obi-Wan Kenobi show? I don't think so. I think I think that happens after the Obi-Wan Kenobi show, Rebels. I'm thinking. I think it does too, but who's saying we're not going to see it? Or I don't know. I, um, I, dude, they're bringing all kinds of crazy stuff back, so you never know. And then uh, Sam Sams wrote in with a good point about removing you know we were complaining last week about how many times boba fett takes his mask off and i was bringing up spider-man 3 and how everybody was unmasking the talk and throwing the mask on he was also saying that we need to see an actor's face sam was saying this we need to see an actor's face for emmy contention so you know in order to say you know tomorrow morrison we want to nominate him for an emmy we need to see his face so that might be one of the reasons why they take the mask off so frequently yeah did you hit a spring? Yes. <laughs> did you hear that? Yes, I did. Sorry. Um, yeah, I could see that. I mean, you, you get all kinds of weird stuff with with the uh, what's it called? Uh, Emmy rules. Emmy rules and all that. 
yeah. I don't know. It, it is kind of weird because it's like one minute he's a badass and the next minute he takes his helmet off and he's got to, when he gets serious with somebody or when he wants to get friendly or whatever, he takes his helmet off and he's like, this is how I feel about it. The cool part I do like is they do, you can hear the helmet breaking the seal. Yes. Yeah. When he takes it on and off. Yeah. So but there's least... controlled atmosphere. He's got air conditioning in there. <laughs> Yeah, and I think it's the same thing with Finnick because, like, one minute she has her helmet, the next minute she doesn't. Right. But it's so much fun. I yeah, we can get to that in a minute. Yeah. So with uh with Black Kersantan appearing on the Book of Boba Fett, what do you think the odds are the following bounty hunters will appear on the show at in the last what we got five episodes, four episodes left? Yes. Four. Four. Yeah, seven episodes, and we've seen three. Oh, man. Okay. Uh, Bosk. Yes. You think he'll show up? Did they got too many? Is it Tardashian? Whatever. Trandoshans. Trandoshans. Why did I want to say Tardashians? Kardashians. Kardashians. Too many Kardashians on this show. <laughs> well, you can't recognize them because they got too much work done on their face. Apparently. <laughs> they look like our next one, Zuckus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I really think, yes. Zuckus, you yes. think Zuckus will show up? Dude, I, I'm going to probably say yes to most of these because I really think we're going to have a, a, a whole bounty uh, gang sh- you know, reunion. For long. Yeah. I think those are a pair, aren't they? Are they still a pair or, or is it more than just on Kenner? I don't know. I, I, I would like to say yes, but then I'd be wrong. I will be proven <laughs> wrong later. Yes. I mean, who knows? Because <clears throat> there's old EU. Then they got rid of that, and there's new EU. So the rules of the old EU don't apply. So who knows anymore? Like right. the books that we grew up reading just are not factual anymore. Yeah, they're not canon. IG88. Ah, mm, uh, just because I said yes to everything else, I'll say no to him. The only reason I would say no to him is because the confusion with the Mandalorian people who are not swimming in the deep end like us might say. Well, didn't he die at the end of season one? Yeah. So there might be some confusion there. So we'll see. Uh, Dengar. Yes, I think we'll see the updated version of Dengar. Cad Bane. Ooh. <sighs> they're, they're priming us for Cad Bane to show up with him being in Bad Batch and them doing the changes that they did at him on Bad Batch. I think they're priming for us to show for him to show up. Din so, yes. Djarin. Din Din Djarin, yes. And I think... J- yeah, I, I won't yeah. spoil it, but yes, I think we'll at least see him in the background. All right, and then uh, the last one, because I had trouble <laughs> pronouncing it, Jacquille. He was the warthog dude from... I guess he's a bounty hunter. He was in Jabba's Palace. We He was on last week uh, when we were saying did they survive or not. Uh-huh. Um, he's like a warthog dude, and He's furry like a Wookiee, but he's uh he's a, apparently a bounty hunter. Huh. I threw that in just because I can't pronounce the name. I thought <laughs> well, then, try to pronounce it again. I'll say no, just so you have to pronounce it again later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's episode seven. We're like, uh Jacquilly has appeared on the show. Yeah, I think going to back to Din Djarin, we're at least gonna see if anything. I, I think we're going to see like a flash, not a flashback, but something to where, Oh, it's going to be a flashback, but it'll be like maybe him and Cobb in yeah. the foreground and you'll see Boba in or in the background and you'll see Boba like looking on Adam or something. But you're yeah. going to have to see those two characters, I think, in the book of Boba, the way that things are going. Probably. <clears throat> yeah, I would be. I think that's the safest bet that the Mandalorian will appear on the show. Yeah. Uh but just because of the pedigree involved. Yeah. I'm just, yeah. Do you want to get into it? Yeah, let's get into it because I got, I got feelings and I still got feelings, but I'm trying not to be a jerk star Wars fan. Like everybody else. Yeah. And it seems to be like, it seems like to be critical of the show. Well, it's not critical. I think it's more of the whining. Yeah. They're the people that's getting the backlash now. Mm Mm-hmm. It seems like there's been a, a change in the wind and it's not cool to complain about things anymore, but 
I think people are just tired of everybody complaining about it, truthfully. Yeah, I thought this episode, episode three, The Streets of Mos Espa, had a lot of great stuff in it. Um, unfortunately, the bad stuff kind of sticks out like a sore thumb. Right. The things I didn't enjoy. Yeah. I can I, I can say right when I started getting into, into it, it was over. It was like it was finally it's starting to ramp up and it's like, all right, yeah, we're, we're going somewhere. somewhere with this episode. We're going somewhere with this show. And then it fades to black. Yeah. Because, yeah, so the veil kind of dropped in this episode. Some of the mystery was taken away. What's going on? Well, we know what's going on now. And they kind of set it up right at the start mm-hmm. when uh, we see the, uh, the, the, is it 99? The torture droid is yeah. explaining to Boba how things are working. We learn that the, the political structure of the city is that since Jabba died, his territory has been split up. Mos Espa has been split up between three families, just kind of like a, an actual mobster when he dies. Instead of one person taking over, it's usually three lieutenants. Nine, I think in Boston, it was like nine people who took over from the main guy. Um, the, sp- the city was split between Clatoonians, Clatoonians, Aqualash and Transdosian, Trandosians. Um, so they, there's three of them that have taken over. Bib Fortuna assumed power, but he was just kind of making sure that everybody was playing nice with each other. And the uh, mayor was taking bribes from those three families and Bib. Basically, that's what was going on. Um, that is until Stephen Root, character actor Stephen Root, uh, comes in. He's playing, I think his name is Thorpe Peel. And basically, he's uh, he's like a middleman. He's the, the they call him a watermonger. He um, he takes the, the the water vapor that farmers collect on their farms outside of the city, and then he sells it in the city for a higher price. Um, however, a street gang has been stealing his water. He brokers sales on, like I said, on behalf of the, the water farmers. But a gang is. I don't know why I just said that twice. A gang has been stealing the water and he's not pleased and it's disrupting his business and he wants Boba Fett to do something about it. Now, how long did it take you to go, it's the stapler guy? Um, half a second. <laughs> they Boba Fett, they stole my stapler. Have he's you seen a, my stapler? <laughs> yeah, he's an incredible actor and he can disappear into roles. He's just an incredible character actor. And yeah, I'm repeating myself. But yeah, he's, he, yeah, he's, there, yeah, he's great. This episode had a couple of awesome fan service moments in it, and that was one of them, I think. Yeah, there was two that every three, but I think two of them are kind of wrapped in together, which we'll get to in a minute. So Boba Fett goes out into the street to deal with this gang. Um, since the watermonger said he would double his tribute to Boba Fett, but Boba sees value in this gang. Um, we hear some techno music in the background, which at first kind of through me like this is this right and then the second viewing i'm like yeah this feels star wars this feels like there's a street gang out there they'd be listening to this kind of music Mm -hmm. these kids have kind of modified themselves they've incorporated droid parts into their body one has uh, a droid eye kind of sticking out he kind of looked like he was borg from star trek (laughs) yeah the 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 lead lady um she has a, a robot arm but it's not the shoulder and it's not the hand the hand looks human but i mean that could just be the flesh that they threw over on top of luke skywalker who knows if that's actually real flesh or what but yeah she's got a droid arm and so they've all modified themselves um uh, we learn here that they're they they have no work there's been a collapse of power there's been a collapse of industry um they don't have any place to go uh, they're just hanging in the streets. It's, it kind of reminded me of the fall of the Soviet Union. You know, you've got all these different people just trying to make their best. There's new opportunities, and they've kind of taken the opportunity to be a gang and, and do what they can for, for money. Boba Fett offers them a job for work, um, and the watermonger is not happy with that because he's supposed to be collecting money. That felt so off to me. Just that that, that whole interaction, not the interaction, but the fact that Boba Fett hires these guys and, and then the watermonger comes over from like the next door over and it, it just didn't feel right. It felt like the watermonger, like they shouldn't be hanging out right at his spot. If he's still, if they're stealing water and, and crap, like maybe they should have been a couple of blocks over or something. 
No, it, I think the watermonger was following Boba Fett to see what would happen. He wanted okay. to see the action. He wanted to see vengeance and revenge. He couldn't do it himself, so he was going to take pleasure in watching Boba Fett do that. And Boba Fett didn't grant that. And in fact, because he felt the watermonger was overcharging for the water, he gave him less money than he was deserved in in the watermonger's eyes. Um, but as Boba Fett and the gang drive off, we see the uh, like a last shot of the watermonger just feeling anger. He's holding the 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 sack of five hundred credits, and he's just not pleased with how this has turned out. So. I think Boba Fett has just made a mistake. Right. Well, he might have, but according to them, they were charging what would have been a month's wages for a week's worth of water. So right. Boba Fett's trying to be a fair fair uh, ruler or dyn- dino is what they call it. Dymo. Dymo. Yeah. Dymo. Dymo. <laughs> I know who you are, old man. Domino's Pizza. Yeah. Is that it? And it is kind of funny to hear the uh, interaction between, you know, she's trying to give Boba Fett shit and he's just like, watch your tongue. And then all of a sudden, when he when she gets his respect, he takes his helmet off and starts talking to her like a human. Yeah. Um, yeah. So from there, Boba Fett is back in his back to pod, healing himself from something. I don't know if he's addicted to it. I don't know if he's suffering from some sort of cancer, like in other pre EU comics or, or stories. I think he had cancer at one point. Yeah. And so. He's healing himself from something. There's no, there's no need to be in this, this pod all the time. Yeah, for um, flashbacks. Yeah, for flashbacks, because that's where we go next. We go to the flashback. <laughs> uh, we get another longer shot of something we've seen before on Camino, where Slave One is taking off from a, a landing pad, and Boba tracks the ship as it slowly kind of blasts off into the atmosphere. And you see this loneliness on on Daniel Logan's face. He just, I, it just screams like, I just want my dad. Yeah. I miss my dad. My dad's leaving without me. And I felt, I felt sorry for him. Do you think we're going to get some time back on Camino? The way that they keep flashing back to that? I don't know. I don't know. Because there was some chatter this week. Daniel Logan says, you never know who's going to show up on the book of Boba Fett. And it's just like, is he supporting the show or does he know something? Yeah. What would be funny is if he's back on Camino and you see a little blonde girl in the background. Holy. It'd be funny <laughs> if he dresses in drag. <laughs> That'd be even better. Hi, I'm Omega. <laughs> Hi, I'm, I'm Boba Fett. <laughs> Um, so in this flashback, Boba Fett is riding on a Bantha through the desert towards Mos Eisley. And why do I say it's Mos Eisley? Because we see villagers putting stormtrooper helmets on spikes, similar to what we've seen in the Mandalorian. But if you watch that shot, there's somebody in the background. Did you pick up on who that was? Oh, yes. It's the curly haired lady. Yeah. It's Amy Sedaris from the Mandalorian. The one who, uh, whenever the Mandalorian lands into Mos Eisley, he, he lands in her docking bay and pays her some money for her pit droids who are following her in this episode um to clean her clean his ship and, and fix it up so yeah it was a nice little easter egg i appreciated that mm-hmm. um boba fett meets with the, the pikes after traveling through the desert uh, he's here to collect payment for protection through the territory but the pikes pay i tried i watched this a couple times to try to get the name i probably should have put captions on to get the name of the, the speeder bike gang that Boba roughed up in the last episode, I heard 10 times Strider. 10 times Striders. I don't know if that's accurate. Yeah, I don't. Well, then why would they put KK on there as their logo? But I don't know. I have no clue. Anyways, Boba Fett's not happy. He's supposed to be collecting for this, and he just feels like the, the rug was pulled out from under him. And Boba Fett tells the Pikes that he won't hear from the bike gang again. He travels back to the Tuscan village. He sees smoke on the horizon. We see that the Tuscans have been burned and their entire village has been slaughtered. This this leads to a very emotional scene, and I felt like finally I'm connecting with Boba Fett here. Mm-hmm. I understand some of his feelings and where he's coming from, why this is sort of why his past has sort of burned him, and why the nightmares have returned. Um, the music is swelling. We get a, like a melancholy, melancholy choir piece. Uh, chants, um, voices kind of 
screaming out in pain as Boba Fett throws these bodies and some of the the, the gaffy sticks um, and that piece of wood that the kid Tuscan held onto and kind of tortured him with. Um, all this stuff was added to the fire, and we just Tamora Morrison is a great actor. He's conveying sadness here, yet at the same time, I felt like he was angry. I thought it was an incredible scene, and finally, the payoff for that Tuscan stuff. Um, adding to the motivation of the character. Uh, I thought that really worked. Yes. It was, it was, they did, it did kind of feel um, like you said, it, it, you took a minute and you felt bad for him for once. And I'll also say in this scene, I thought that the Pikes were lying to him. I think this was a setup and I wouldn't be surprised if the Pikes made it look like the biker gang did it so that Boba Fett will go and kill the biker gang. Um, and then it just eliminated two problems for the Pikes. Right. But it also, the the scene with the Pikes, now it makes you realize why everything that's going on with the Pikes, now it, it's kind of building up to whatever's going to happen towards the end of this, the season. Right. With the Pikes showing up. Right. We uh, were then jolted out of the dream because Black Kersantan is jumping Boba. He's like a monster. He's throwing Boba around. Boba tries to use his armor, but uh, Black Kersantan has brass knuckles with um, electricity in it. What do you call it? Electro knuckles, maybe. Yeah. Um, and he just kicks the crap out of Boba. Boba uses his gaffy stick to hurt, hurt the Wookiee bounty hunter, stabbing him in the back of the leg, stabbing him in the back. Boba would nearly be dead because Black K had had him wrapped around his arms um, and just squeezing all of the air out of Boba's lungs. And he was about to be knocked out until the gang shows up. And the Wookiee beats down the gang. They do their best. They try blasters. They try knives. You know, nothing's really hurting the Wookiee. Uh, the Gamorreans step out and this grabs the the bounty hunter's attention and he kind of tackles them down the stairs because Boba is kind of on the top floor of the Jabba's palace or Boba's palace and he knocks down into the throne room and, he, and the bounty hunters then surrounded by all of the uh, the gang Fennec jumps into the room and uses a trap door for the the rancor and uh, Black K kind of falls down into that the rancor pit not kind of he does right now th this I'm, I'm going to complain a little bit because it doesn't make sense how Boba can take a beating like that from from that Wookiee and not want to go back into the the thing when he couldn't take a beating from a gang, which would probably be about the same kind of beating. And he's like, oh, I got to go back to my back to tank. And this time he's like, put the pig in the back back to tank. Maybe it's like a video game where you get a power up and you get full energy. And then slowly over time, the battery kind of goes down, 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 and you're losing power. And then you get more energy. And so since he's got more energy and he just stepped out of the back to pod, he's not you know, low on energy, so he doesn't need to go back in just yet. Uh-huh. Maybe. I'm just throwing something out there. Yeah, but I do like the, the callback that you had with the cancer, because I did, uh, I, I forgot about that till you said it, so maybe there is something else going on with Boba. And plus, you've also got to realize those clones only have so, even though he's an unaltered clone, how much life does he have? Right. Because they're only made to survive like 20, 30 years, and then they're gone. They, they've done well, He their... doesn't do that because he's unaltered. Right. So who knows? Who knows? Yeah, I mean, maybe maybe we're about to see the death of Boba Fett. Maybe he just wants to... It's a big galaxy, and he's done a lot to cause harm to people. You know, he didn't care for anyone. He was a bounty for hire, and now he's caring about these Tuscans. So maybe he developed a heart, and he just wants to leave the world better than when he found it. Maybe. We cut to a dinner scene. The table has more food than two people will ever need because it's just Boba and Fennec at the table. And we kind of understand why Bib Fortuna was so overweight now because he was probably being fed like this. Boba is not really eating. But he does realize that he needs to make he needs to make a move because now the twins have acted against him by sending an assassin. Uh, they call him a gladiator, not a bounty hunter. Um, but he needs to send a message. Fennec is, I think, a little frustrated she's obedient to boba fett but he's not doing things the way she would want them to be done yeah we learn that the twins have arrived so boba fett goes outside of jabba's pal his palace 
his palace. It's always going to be Java's palace. Yeah. The twins have arrived and they've brought him a gift. Um, they have come to apologize for trying to kill po- Boba. And as a payment, they've bring, brought him a small Rancor. It's being brought in on a hover platform with a new Rancor keeper played by Danny Trejo. Yes. We learned that Mok Shaiz was playing the huts for money and that he the huts would never be able to get Mos Espa because the territory was promised to the pikes. Or they never say the pikes, do they? I thought they, they did. I thought he said the territory was promised to the pikes. Or I thought he either said the pikes or another. I thought he said another group. Another group, but another that other syndicate. group is the pikes because yeah. we learn we learn at the end of this episode that the uh, mayor has gone off with the pikes. Yeah. Uh, the huts are leaving. They call here. They call Black Kersantan a gladiator, and I mean, I wonder if that means that he's not a bounty hunter anymore. He's a, kind of like a slave almost to the huts. Maybe. But anyways, it was awkward watching him just run away into the desert. <laughs> that was so bad. Why not offer him a job to stay? I mean, he's he's a warrior. He he's capable, even mm-hmm. though he wasn't capable against Boba Fett. That just means Boba Fett is just better than than him i guess well I that know. just means boba fett had more people yeah yeah that's what i would have thought they would have offered him a job because in in the world of bounty hunters there's no real grudges held because everybody knows it's whoever's hiring you that's who you're gonna work for right and he even says it he goes it's only business yep the Rancor has been dropped into the Rancor pit. It lives with blinders on because it's just a calf. When you take the blinders off, it imprints on the first person it sees. So when they remove the blinders and he sees Boba Fett, he makes a connection with Boba Fett as if Boba's his dad. Uh, they form strong bonds. We learn that Rancors are very emotional creatures with a lot of emotional depth. Um, the Rancor probably at Jabba's palace is probably mistreated. It was probably seen as just a tool and not a, not a, a pet, something to love, and Boba Fett is definitely being more uh, careful with the um, the the Rancor than Jabba probably was. Uh, Danny Trejo says that the the witches of Dathomir rode these Rancors to the forest, and Boba decides that he wants to ride one too, which means we're probably going to be seeing Boba Fett ride a Rancor at the end of this, throwing That's pikes gonna around. Going to be so badass. Yeah. And then he also said that he's ridden things 10 times at the, the size. So is he going back to the uh, the cartoon, the animated series, the uh, holiday special? Oh, that's right. Yeah, that'd be a nice cool reference if that's the case. Yeah. And he still says that, that uh, even in uh, Mandalorian, when he's trying to learn to ride the, the blog, Blurg or whatever the hell the thing's called, the... Uh, the guy looks at he goes, you guys, your your ancestors ruled the mighty mythosaur, you know? So maybe. Yeah. Mandalorian cool riding, riding a mythosaur. Oh. Yeah. But it's also in this scene that uh is it EV99? Am I getting these droids mixed up? Yes, you are. It's uh I don't know what the torture droid. EV99 is the black is the tan one. Not the tan, the darker of the two. You are a protocol droid, are you not? That yes. one, right? Yep. Yeah, so the other one, the torture droid, I'm just going to call him that because I'm getting it. Well, they're both torture droids a little, aren't they? Well, the one that we physically see torturing droids in Jabba's palace. He right. enters the room and says that the mayor's busy for the next 20 days. And Boba says, this is this is enough crap. I'm going to go do something about this. And he takes off to the mayor's office where the Daimo's there. He's running the chamber and he locks. Uh, once he's threatened with his life, he's like, let me go talk to the mayor. Um, Fennec kind of signals to her blaster and it scares the dymo and he runs into the mayor's chamber and he locks the door fennec breaks through the lock and there's no one on the other side the dymo has made a run for it which leads through a chase to the streets of mos Espa. this is where it lost me really just because the biker it didn't they just didn't feel right i don't think they did i don't know i know it because I think if they're going to portray the biker gang as teenagers, they did it right. Yes. But portraying them as badasses, they missed the mark. Right. And I think that that's fair. They, they, they have no training. They're just a bunch of kids who do things on the side, illegal activity on the side to earn a, a quick buck. And they have no fighting skills. They, they can't handle the, the Wookiee as they thought. Maybe they thought they could. Mm-hmm. 
I just felt that this chase was a little bit clunky and filled with a bunch of cliche gags. Yeah. Oh, yes, it was. Things falling over, people walking in front of them. Even they even had like the, the the glass pane kind of walking out, except it was a Ralph McQuarrie piece of Jabba, yeah, an art piece, and you know that gets cut in half. It finally ends with uh, uh, the 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 Dymo kind of crashing through a, a fruit stand, um, and Boba Fett just flying in on his rocket pack, and he, we learn that the Dymo says that what? Well, what was missing in that part was Biff going shit yeah yeah i did scream back to the future <laughs> um even the the fruit that he does crash into i think those are from rebels yeah it might be from the early episodes there was a bunch of fruit that that what's his face uh ezra was stealing and yeah i would believe it uh i like again again when they're doing those scenes i'm almost watching the background more than i am what's going on in the action just to see that you try to find the Easter eggs. Yeah. Yeah. The, the Baker gang is trying to stop the speeder by using their enhancements, their droid enhancements to shut the speeder down. And one of them kind of just flies on top of, she goes up a ramp kind of like Anakin does in episode one flies off into the air and crashes down on top of the speeder. And that's what causes him to fly through the fruit, fruit stand uh, Boba Fett flies in and the uh, Dymo kind of gives up and is just like, look, man, the mayor's working with the Pikes and he's gone right now. And then uh, a ship, we kind of cut to an exterior shot of the entire city. Uh, the sh- there's a starship that's landing and one of the gang members is watching as about a dozen Pikes um, come walking in, come walking down the ramp and, uh, and he reports back to Boba Fett uh, Fennec says that the Pikes are going to war with him, and Boba Fett says, "We'll be ready." Yeah, I started getting real excited at that point, and then that's when it fades to black. Yeah, it fades to black. You know, I enjoyed uh, much of the, the emotional resonance resonance of this episode. We finally, like I said before, get some motivation to Boba Fett, which I feel like was lacking. Uh, the The death of the Tusken Raiders probably left him wanting for revenge or possibly creating stability in the world. I'm not sure which yet. We're still learning, you know, what his motivations are, but there is, this is the point where he says, I'm going to, whatever it is, you know, whatever that case may be. And if it wasn't for the the street gang, I'd probably say this is my favorite episode. Yeah, I I would have to. Yeah. I think episode two has been my favorite so far. This one, I think we're finally starting to be like, all right, now it's time to go on, on this episode. Cause you, I, with every, with everything, star Wars, you've just got to realize that there's going to be uh, you know, building it's got to build just like it did with the Mandalorian. It had to build up and then it's a go time. And I think, and even, even Hawkeye did that. Uh, you know, when you've got seven hours to tell a, a story versus two, you're going to have, it's going to have to ramp up and you get more detailed stuff in it uh, because that's what happened with Hawkeye. You know, you're watching it, and, it, and the last two episodes are great. The whole season, the whole thing as a whole was great, but then the last two episodes were the ones with the most action in them. Yeah. So I have a feeling it's going to happen with with Boba Fett. Or Book a lot of people were complaining about the gang, saying that they looked a lot like Power Rangers. I didn't get the Power Ranger feel. Feel my issue with the gang was their clothes were too new. Yeah. This is a used universe, and they didn't feel like they fit on. Mosespa. They didn't feel like it felt like they just landed here. Mm-hmm. And maybe if they had said that, I would have been more accepting of the gang. Like one dude kind of looked like he was from Hogwarts. He had a, a, a long sleeve trench with a hood on and a tie and a white shirt. And he kind of looked like Robert Pattinson. So it was like, is this, is this that dude from Goblet of Fire? <laughs> um, uh, what's his name? It's going to, oh, whatever. God, I feel defeated now. I don't. Anyway, yeah, yeah you don't know. I'm on my own know. here. Is it the guy with the mat? Well, Cedric, Cedric, Cedric okay. Diggory. Okay. Anyways, moving on. Now that I got that out of my system, um, and then the 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 speeders themselves look more like Vespas, right? Than actual bikes. And when you see a Vespa, you know you're not like that's intimidating. Not like a chopper. So that kind of deflated them a little bit. 
again it's a used universe these these vespas looked brand new and, and i think look like dirty yeah she could have used more mirrors on hers though and that's that's the final thing that's the final thing i was going to mention the mirrors how many mirrors does one person need <laughs> like one mirror does the job right does it really matter what's underneath you do you really need 15 mirrors on your bike it just seems silly and that's yeah. all right it's just like there's so many things kind of stacking up there all right the color it's not a used universe kind of machine and then the mirrors it's like come on yeah and that was my secret because i didn't really verbalize it with robert rodriguez because he can get silly with mm-hmm. like lava girl and shark boy and some of those spy kids things you know there's one where there's a, a an army of thumbs that attack the kids yeah i don't know if you've ever seen it and it can get silly i mean it's very inspired by ray harryhausen and we've seen that in the book of boba fett and it's worked this one i kind of felt like yeah you're pushing it a little too much mm-hmm. but as far as like the emotional aspect of this of boba fett i'm finally connecting with the character in this episode yeah I can agree. It, it, I, I think that the deal with the Power Rangers is that the colors were the same colors as the Power Rangers. The colors of the bikes are the same colors as the Power Rangers. Yeah. Uh, that's where people get that from. And I do have to agree that it just, they were too nice and shiny. Unless these guys were like, that's, you know, they wanted to keep their stuff looking good because they're kids versus, you know, the used universe. Uh, but yeah, it just, it felt, that whole sequence, because when they, when you first see that girl in the trailers, you're expecting her to be something special. And you just find out she's a leader of a biker gang. Yeah, she's not the daughter of Boba Fett. Yeah. She's not Omega, and she's not uh, that chick with the thing and uh, related to that. Dr. Afra. No, nah, either Dr. Afra, and then you got, is it Ara Singh? Yeah, Ara Singh. I got it right. You did. You got you, one name right. Yay, you See, got Trangosians. her. Yeah, Trangosians. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, it, it just, it, it was a little bit of a letdown for her. I did enjoy uh, the Danny Trejo, his cameo in it. Now he's a part of Star Wars, which is kind of funny. Um, and it also, I think him and Rob Rogers worked together in the past, so they've done a few movies together. So Yeah, they do stuff all together all the time. Yeah, so him bring, being in there makes sense. Uh, you know, that Rancor was kind of cool. I, I kind of missed the what you were saying about the blinders. And for I didn't realize that Boba Fett was the first human that he uh, it had in it had seen. So yeah. uh, that kind of makes sense. Uh, and, and then you're kind of realizing why the Rancor Keeper cried at, in Return of the Jedi when the Rancor died, because if it spends that much time, if you spend that much time with an animal training it, you're going to you're emotionally connected to that animal. So right. and, and and I didn't and, and and now hearing what you you know where you what you got out of the scene, I thought when he said he'll be back that it, it, it kind of left a little bit of a is this a trap uh type thing, but now it's just now that the Rancor wants to see Boba Fett, that's his you know, new best friend. Yeah, I thought it was a trap right up until Danny Trejo said something like, He'll be back, don't worry. Yeah. So I guess we'll yeah. see, but we're going been... to see, see Boba Fett riding a rancor at the end of this uh, show. Yeah. That'll be cool. Be very cool. As long as it's not silly. Yeah. But I would imagine he's riding through uh, the Mos Espa, just grabbing pikes and eating them and throwing them all over the place. I still hope that Kira is going to come into play at some point, sort of the enemy of my enemy is my friend situation where yeah. Boba Fett will make some sort of deal with Kira. Like, Hey, you can do, this on Tatooine, if you X, Y, Z, stay away from the city or, you know, just play nice. Don't power grab. Just do your business. I don't know. Yeah. And you still, I mean, we've got four episodes left, so you still got the rumor of Han Solo showing up. You So then that would lead into Kira showing up. Uh, you still got to figure out how he finds, finds Finnick and fixes her. So does that mean that we're going to have another two or three episode montage of him fixing Finnick? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, what else was? Where else was I going with this? I don't remember. But you've you've got a oh you've got a lot of setup because now there's rumors that Kira's going to have her own show, and now there's rumors that Bo Katan's going to have her own show. And as it's working in my head, I'm like, yeah, all they're going to do with the uh, Bo Katan show 
is move Mandalorian in that direction. I, I truthfully think that's going to end up happening in the next few seasons of The Mandalorian. It's going to turn into the Bo Katan show, which I'm fine with because she's, she, you know, it, it's you're still getting Mandalorian yeah. and Mandalore and, and the lore and everything. Yeah. We'll see. I didn't. I didn't say it. That episode was written by John Favreau, who's been doing double duty writing for this show, and I would imagine season three of The Mandalorian. And I mean, they have writer rooms. Why doesn't he leverage other people to help him write these things? Because I'm. I'm just afraid he's going to have burnout at some point. He might be having other people help him, but maybe he's just, you know, getting the the lead, you know, the final say, so he gets the 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 credit. It doesn't seem that Filoni has directed anything. Um, I thought Filoni's going to direct something. Favreau is directing something. Bryce Dallas Howard is going to be directing an episode. And I thought Robert Rodriguez is, is directing the last episode. I've heard that Dave Filoni wrote, written, wrote and directed episode six. Oh, cool. So that may be a cool, that may be an episode to watch. Be, every, that's when everyone comes together. <laughs> that's when they're like, oh, this is the best. Okay. Yeah. I like the first five episodes now. Yeah. I, I like I said, I think this I think this is going to come together in the second or the you know the last couple of episodes, and then it's going to be like this great piece of Star Wars uh, filmography or whatever. Yeah, yeah, I I yeah. I'm enjoying it. It's just not as much as I thought I would. I mean, when you had the Mandalorian, you have no expectations. This is a brand new character. You're on from point one. Here, you like I said last week, you have a 40 year old character that you're just four years of expectations so it's tough yeah and i think that's the the main reason why people are upset with this because you were expecting it to go a different way yeah. and you're stuck on tatooine where when you hear the book of boba fett you were like okay he's gonna travel the galaxy and start kicking ass and he's yeah. stuck on tatooine i i love the twins i'm kind of sad that they're probably not going to show up oh you'll see him again you think I think we're. I think they're gonna. You're. You may not see them on Tatooine, but you may see like a holograph or something of them. You'll they'll see, they'll show up again. You think we'll see like a final sit down between all the parties of the underworld? Probably. Maybe we'll have a Prince Shizor cameo. Dude, you could. You could totally. That may be when Kira shows up. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah, because she. That, that's all you need is her to show up for half an hour. If that five minutes. Yeah. I was about to say something. Oh, Some about her dragons. Hope she has her dragon eggs. No, I was going to say about another cameo that happened in another franchise recently, and it only was like a two-minute cameo, but I don't want to say any more. Oh. Okay. Sorry. If you know, you know. If you don't, then I'm sorry. <laughs> I'll talk to you in, what, another eight months with my nine-month spoiler rule. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, if it's Spider-Man, I haven't seen it yet. So yeah, don't yeah, spoil Spider-Man. That's yes. why I'm be speaking in code. <laughs> but if you know, you know. Right. There's nothing worse than when people tease something and it's like 30 seconds. I know. I'm trying. Sorry. Right, <laughs> it's not your on. fault. Moving, moving on. on. Move along. Move along. Move along. Move along. Um, crap. What are we... I don't even know. I don't even know where to go from here, but is there anything uh, that you're looking forward to, or is there anything you're expecting to see in the last few episodes? No, Kira. Kira. Yeah. I, I'm setting myself up for disappointment though. If she doesn't show up, I'm like, damn it. Yeah. I'm, I, and I want to know what's going on with Harrison Ford and then watch him like throw some kind of, for some kind of loop that Harrison Ford's not in this one. He's in the Kira show, which doesn't make, freaking sense to me put uh that put other dude in, in there it. huh put Alden in that dude i'm also hearing rumors or i'm seeing on facebook but you don't click on it because it's mostly clickbait because i hate yeah. that when you're like wait till you see number seven and you click on it and you got to roll through like 15 different things <laughs> before you see what you want to see or you you get a, a an article and instead of it being all on one page you read like a paragraph and then you got or it's not even a paragraph it's like two sentences you gotta hit next and then you end up hitting an ad because you hit the wrong button so I don't click on that kind of crap on Facebook because it pisses me off. But that apparently someone had said that they are looking for Mark Hamill's permission to let Sebastian play Luke. I think it's granted. Okay. I thought he granted it too. 
I did too. That's why that doesn't make any sense. That rumor because Luke uh, Mark Hamill's kind of like, yeah, he looks like my my son. Yeah, I think he'd be okay with that. Right, because who wants? <laughs> I don't know, unless he wants to just voice him. But when you get to know. when you get to a certain age, you just don't want to put up with that kind of crap anymore. Yeah, but he's Mark freaking Hamill. What else is? I mean, he, I know he has he has an incredible voice acting career, but he's not he's not a Harrison Ford. He's not Indiana Jones. Right. Yeah. I guess. I guess. Anyway, I'm just going to announce a couple of shows. Go ahead. Bug, bug people just because, you know, that's anyway. Toy, remind everybody to Atlanta, March 18th through the 20th in Marietta. Joe Fest is June 24th through the 25th in Augusta. Uh, up in Nashville, somebody had posted on our page that the Nashville Comic and Toy Day is March 20th at the fairgrounds in Nashville. And then, uh, oh, yeah, Celebration, May 26th through 29th in Anaheim. You'll at least be able to wave to us as yeah. you're walking in. Hi, going, bye, have fun. <laughs> you, yeah, you suckers. <laughs> you couldn't afford tickets. Uh, and Not then, affording it. It's like tickets were bought years ago yeah that's what stinks is yeah they went on sale two years ago when or three years ago or whatever and they sold out pretty fast but yeah, uh within four hours yeah but we've got and then um our buddy dutch his show up in conyers is going to happen again this year so in december so that's pretty cool news because that's a pretty awesome show awesome toy show yeah but yeah Hopefully a celebration we'll be able to find tickets or weasel our way in some kind of way. Well, now Joe Fest, I'm like, I probably can go, but after celebration, my budget will probably be shot. Yeah, it probably will, but Joe Fest will be fun anyway. And yeah. The toy show is still fun. I, I truthfully, I, I'm not expecting to catch anything at celebration that exciting. I mean, unless it's somebody's got a hard copy that I can afford. I'm not, I don't plan on, I don't know. I don't, I'm flying. So you can't, I thought the same thing when I went to Philadelphia. I'm flying. I'm not going to bring stuff back. But then I was bringing back animation cells and beer cans and uh, uh, micro machine. Well, micro machines are small, granted, but yeah, tons of swag. Yeah. Well, at least we're flying Delta, so we do have a checked bag, and we can we can uh, carry on. So. I brought three star cases. The star cases were pretty useful bringing back swag because uh-huh. you were able to put it in like a container uh-huh. and everything was, you know, like stickers didn't get bent. Everything was kind of in nice, a nice hard enclosure, enclosure, enclosure. That's what yeah. I was trying to say. That makes sense. And then you could put like underwear or socks in them when you're flying out there. Yeah. Or you can put action figures in on your way back. Yeah. Whatever the case may be, but I found it useful for swag. Awesome. Yeah, I don't know how much. I know we need to we need to talk about swag for the show and club and all that fun crap. Personal. Personal Person, swag. Oh, geez. And I got personal swag I got to figure out, too, if I'm going to do that. Oh, fun. Yeah, fun times. It's, yeah, buddy. It's coming up. 2022 is going to be fun. Yeah, it's going to be such a good year. I'm hoping, knock on wood, everything's going to be going to be awesome. Yeah. So uh, thank you for listening to this. Oh, we're ending, right? Yeah. <laughs> I Go ahead and end it. We're I just close the show out. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for listening to the Smuggler's Galaxy podcast. If you could, please leave a like and review of the show anywhere you listen to your podcast, if that's allowed. Spotify now has this feature added to their application. You can do this in Apple Podcasts. It really helps us out and helps people find the show. We appreciate you listening to us. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube, or wherever you can uh see our pages and crap i don't know i went off script there thank you to alfonso riviera for the smugglers galaxy logo i promise i'll get you your 3d print to you i'm sorry i had a major disaster this week i've never seen anything like it i went online to try to figure out like is this accurate is is this normal there was i set my printer like at eight o'clock at night i woke up the next morning there was a bubble of plastic surrounding the nozzle i think the nozzle got stuck uh-huh. There's a clog in the nozzle and it kept pushing out the plastic and it was just bubbling up around it. And so now I got to, I got to completely redo my whole 3d printer. I need new parts, like, oh, but it's been working nonstop since November 6th. So, <laughs> I mean, there's some wear and tear. 
Anyways, thank you, Levi Waterhouse, for the <laughs> Smugglers Galaxy music. Be a positive force in the collecting community. This is the way. This is the way. We are